Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview-based podcast focused on offering listeners in-depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. What up, my trippy hippies and psychedelic explorers? Welcome to another episode of Psychedelicast. I'm Clinton Cayley, the host of this podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I know it's been a while since you've heard my voice. Maybe uh, maybe that's not such a bad thing, but um, I am broadcasting or recording this episode in Houston, Texas. I have returned to the United States from South America I had a hell of a trip, guys. I had a blast. Uh, I'm going to do something for you tonight that's a little different, um, and I'm going to explain why, but you're going to get a no-trip sitter tonight, which are generally reserved for my Patreon members only. I'll tell you about Patreon in a few uh, minutes. I don't have an interview for you. There are several reasons for that, um, but I wanted to give you guys an episode. This one's going to be pretty personal um, and I normally only release these episodes for my Patreon uh, subscribers. Um, I'll tell you how to join that in just a second. There are several other no-trip sitters, um, which we used to do for free all the time, but I decided to make that exclusive content. With that being said, I've got several things I'd like to tell you guys about housekeeping-wise. Um, the reason why I don't have an interview for you is because I had scheduled a couple interviews this week. But some of you may be aware that in Texas this week, we had basically a freak winter storm, a blizzard come through. Um, And all week, the power was, we we lost power for about 36 hours. Um, And then it fluctuated on and off for a couple days after that. Uh, The power grid was down in Texas. It was frigid. It was unbelievably cold here. And uh, a lot of people really struggled and, you know, some people actually died and it was just a crazy week. Um, And because I didn't have power and it was fluctuating, I postponed my interviews and my chats um, because I didn't want to lose somebody mid-interview if the power cut out. Um, You know, I think you guys can understand that. But uh, we were very lucky by comparison. Um, I'm here at my brother's home. I'm actually in his garage right now. This is where I live for the moment as I start to rebuild my life uh, here in America. So the last month has been kind of crazy for me. I've only been home now for three weeks and a few days. Um, so it's been, it's been wild. You know, there's been some culture shock. There's been some adjustment. Um, I've been visiting friends and family, spending time with my brother, his family, their newborn son. Um, I'm really enjoying being here with them. I miss them dearly on my, uh, during my travels. So being back with them is uh, very special to me. Um, you know, you kind of take these people and places for granted until you leave them for a long time, and then it becomes more clear to you uh, how important they are in your life. And so I'm just enjoying that and soaking that time in. I'm also looking for jobs. I have two interviews tomorrow. I've already acquired one job, but uh, I'm going back to work in Going back to work in medicine, uh, I really like my job. I really enjoy it. So uh, I'm blessed and thankful to have good contacts in my industry so I can jump back into my career. Uh, I worked hard to get that career. It was hard for me to let it go and leave, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I came back, but it seems to be working out. So for, for all that said, 
Uh, I'm very grateful and happy to be home. I miss a lot of things about my travels. I miss a lot of people. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit in today's No Trip Sitter. I'm going to share with you some of my very personal, intimate writings from that trip. Um, I'm working on compiling and writing a book concerning it. And, um, you know, I'm just glad to be back psychedelic casting with you guys. I'm going to have an interview for you on the next episode for sure. I've got a couple great interviews lined up. I've got like a, uh, I'm going to chat with a psychedelic attorney who helps to um, legalize uh, entheogenic churches, and I've got an author on the line. Um, I've got a couple cool people coming up for you guys, so bear with me um, until I get back into the swing of my life and we get back into the swing of psychedelic cast. We are not going anywhere. We're going to keep it up. I hope you guys enjoyed today's No Trip Sitter. A little more housekeeping, we're going to get to it. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. So as I mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon page set up. You can become one of our psychedelic cast psychonauts for only $3 a month. That's going to get you access to all kinds of exclusive content, uh, cultivation tips, updates, um, memes, uh, extra episodes. You're going to get bi-monthly or, uh, pardon me, bi-weekly um, no trip sitter episodes. We're also doing some psychedelic cast psychonaut interviews where you can come on the show, uh, chat with me, tell me about your trippy experiences, your psychedelic experiences. And those will be posted exclusively for the Patreon members so we can kind of build a community, get to know each other, hear a little bit about each of our individual and unique experiences. And so I think you're getting good value there for the content um, uh, and you're supporting the show and you're helping me out. And it's not like I'm making, you know, the, this podcast ain't paying the bills, homie. I still got to have a full-time job and then some. Um, but I appreciate everybody who does support it. Every dollar is, you know, it's very validating to me. Um, but $3 is not a lot to ask for the, um, for the return on your investment, I feel like. So I'd love to have you come on the show. I'd love to hear your story. Um, and I'd love for you to be a part of our community. www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast. $3 a month. Enter the void with us and join some like-minded psychonauts and uh, come on the show and get some extra content and help support the show and support your boy. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And beyond that, you know, I know times are tough right now, dude. The world is a strange place and it's hard to make it. Money's tight. I get it. If you can't afford $3 a month, dude, I'm not even being an asshole. I'm, I, I totally get it. So uh, if you want to support the show elsewise, just subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Shit, subscribe on all your podcatchers. Uh, share the show on, on social media. Follow us on social media at Psychedelicast. Uh, on Facebook, we're at Psychedelicast Pod on Instagram. Our original account got deleted at 2.7 uh, thousand members, so we're, I'm trying to rebuild that. Follow me on Instagram and stay engaged with the show on the social media platforms. Uh, drop us a review in the podcasting platforms and uh, drop us some stars. And uh, you know, these are good methods to help the show out that don't require a monetary uh, donation. So um, I appreciate all that. And you know what? I've gone on way too long here. We're about seven minutes into the episode, and all I've done is jaw about nonsense. Let's do our psychedelic review, and then we're going to get into our No Trip Sitter reading and explanation. Here we go. I've got a pretty late one for you today. I know some of you guys are just going to kind of giggle at this because it's such a massive, um, massively popular series and film. Uh, but I just saw it a couple days ago, and it was so psychedelic and trippy and so much fun. The soundtrack is fantastic. Um, 
I'm talking about the movie Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and I know I'm way late on this. This movie was released in 2017, and I just saw it like last week. I had seen the first one, and I liked the first one, but the second one was just like hilarious, super trippy, and uh, a lot of fun. For anyone who hasn't seen it, I watched the first one, but uh, the second one really did it for me. Uh, Peter Quill and his fellow Guardians are hired by a powerful alien race, the Sovereign, to protect their precious batteries from invaders. When it is discovered that Rocket has stolen the items they were sent to guard, the Sovereign dispatch their armada to search for vengeance. As the Guardians try to escape, the mystery of Peter's parentage is revealed. Pardon me. Uh, yeah, man. So, you know, it's a Marvel movie. Um, visually stunning, super trippy, so much fun to uh, maybe get a little lifted and uh, enjoy it um, from the comfort of your couch on, on your big screen TV. Um... Yeah, it's just a fun movie, great soundtrack, good old classic, uh, just some classic classic oldies on the soundtrack, and uh, just really cool effects and, and funny characters, Drax is hilarious, the Rocket is hilarious. Um, so yeah, I really liked it, man. I think if you are into spiritual, psychedelic stuff like we talk about here, I think you'll like it, man. I think you'll definitely see the, um, I mean, there's portions where they're like, they go through this thing where they have to jump like time warps and it's so trippy. It's so DMT-esque. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that there were some uh, altered states of consciousness uh, inspiring this uh, piece of, of filmography. I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. Um, let's see, 9 out of 10 grams of psilocybin mushrooms. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think you'll enjoy it too. Let's get into this No Trip Sitter episode, y'all. Come on. <laughs> Deactivated. In the year 2020, the most widespread pandemic in human history stole across the globe. Businesses shuttered. Lives were paused. The world seemed almost to stop as people retreated to their homes and donned their masks. I bought a one-way ticket to Mexico. I left behind my career, my family, my whole life. I did not cower in my home like so many, assured that they were doing the noble thing. I took my backpack, my laptop, and my mask and I stepped into the fray. I traversed the southern border of the U.S. into Mexico, to Puerto Rico, into Colombia, and finally landed in Sao Paulo, Brazil. The past few months seem almost a blur, as if I was so engaged in the moment that I can't recall it. It was happening then, and now it's changed. From the noisy surface areas of Playa del Carmen, where I drank and danced with strangers, to the beaches of Brazil, where a beautiful, thin young woman sprawled in her bikini next to me on the sand. There were nights when I drank too much and cried for home. Days spent trekking along the road, sweating incessantly, on my way to whatever destination lie around the next bend. I felt so alive, traversing the planet on my own two feet. No one was there to offer advice. I slept as late as I wanted. I stayed up all night dancing in the samba halls of Brazil. I hiked through Yunque National Park just outside of San Juan. I kayaked into a bioluminescent bay later that night. When I left America, I was jaded, heartbroken, and somewhat bitter. I was ready to leave this life behind me and venture into the world. I wandered south for weeks, months. 
I return jaded and heartbroken, albeit in a different way. I am not bitter anymore. I am heartbroken because I am separated from someone I love. I am jaded by the unnecessary opulence that I have returned to. This American life seems so over the top to me, everything so pretentiously luxurious. Expensive and costly are two different things. The life I've led in America has been both. Oddly enough, in a way, I feel more lost upon my return than I did when I left. The culture shock immediately set in when a 20-minute Uber ride from the airport to my brother's house cost me 30 US dollars. I thought, holy shit, I need to get a job just to pay for this fucking Uber ride home. I told my brother about this and he said sarcastically, welcome back to the greatest country in the world. In many ways, America is the greatest country in the world. I see that now. I took this all for granted. I was ignorant of how other people lived. I saw a man sitting on the ground in a Colombian fish market, smoking a crack pipe, filthy, no one batting an eye. I passed a town that looked like a landfill swamp, children kicking a soccer ball to each other in the driving rain and rising sludge. I saw life through the eyes of people who were really living it. It was dirty, raw, imperfect. I made mistakes. I hurt people. I got hurt. But we were all there together. It was really happening. I felt every ounce of pain and triumph. I savored every cold beer, every unexpected kiss, every day sweating through my clothes and every lonely night away from home. Yet something about being back here seems hollow. It's me. I am still trying to fill some void, still trying to escape from my shadow. The mindless detritus of the internet still pours out of my phone screen through my eyes and into my brain. It has warped my mind over the years. It has altered my reality and I don't want it anymore. I am exhausted by looking for acceptance and value behind an LED lit screen. I am tired of being told what sex and love mean in this perverted cesspool in which I have been such a willing participant. I am tired of the vapid, nonsensical barrage of bullshit that invades my consciousness constantly. I can see no other way than to extract myself from this digital realm, this hellish matrix, as much as possible. For almost two months, I had no cell service. There were whole days, several strung together, when I could not check my Facebook. I could not share my life. I could not watch yours from afar. I could not bathe my brain in cheap dopamine watching pornography. These days are some of the most liberating I can recall. I was unencumbered by the weight of the internet. I could breathe. I could see the world right outside my window and not on a tiny dim screen. I want to go back to those days. And so, I will. So there it is, guys, um, a piece that I wrote covering a lot of different topics, a lot of things from my travels and a lot of different things from my head and my heart, you know, uh, traveling the world like this, like I have the past few months has changed the way I see things. It's changed everything. 
um, you know, being here in America is almost bizarre to me. It's just everything is so unnecessary. It's like when you see the way people live and, and they're happy and they just don't need everything. Everything doesn't have to be so luxurious and so over the top. Um, it kind of makes you resentful. You know, I kind of feel resentful toward this country in a way because it's so unnecessarily complicated to get ahead and getting ahead means this thing here in America. Maybe, you know, maybe these are my own biases. Of course, some of them are. But to get ahead in America has been hard for me. Um, and I know it is for a lot of people. And I've been blessed. My, my life has been somewhat, I can't say anything else other than my life has been blessed. You know, I've been lucky. I have parents who love me. Uh, their relationship was brutal and rough and it was took a toll on us and, you know, but, but they loved me and, and they supported me and they helped me to accomplish the things I wanted to. And they were there for me when I needed them. Not always, but usually, um, I have good friends and family. My brother and sister have taken, my brother and sister-in-law have taken me in here in their home. They're gracious enough to just give me a place to stay as I piece together my American life again. Um, but there are things about America that really I can really feel some resentment. Um, it's hard to explain because I want to be thankful because it really is America. Really is an amazing country with amazing opportunities. But when you travel and you see life through a different lens, um, it it you can't help but be altered by that. I touched on some other important things there. Um, yes, I did leave behind a woman that I love there in Sao Paulo and we're still talking, we're still trying to work it out. I'm hoping and I'm believing that we may that we have a future together and we're going to do our best to see that through. Um I don't have all the answers in that category, but I can only do my best and try and hope and believe that there's a future for us. I'm at peace about it now. It's taken me a long time. I've been gone from Sao Paulo now for a little over, well, right at three weeks. And I've really needed some time to just readjust my life. My life has just dramatically changed. You know, over the last year, my life has gone through so many fluctuations, so many big changes. One year ago, I was with a woman who I had been with for over three years, almost four and I didn't know it at this time one year ago, but our relationship was coming to an end, and that was a massive alteration in my life. You know, I thought I knew what my life was going to be like, but I was wrong. So that was a big change. Ch choosing to travel the world was a, a big change for me. Um, and then falling in love with uh, Iris in Sao Paulo has been beautiful, amazing. She's a wonderful woman, and... So sweet, intelligent, and our relationship was magical 98% of the time. But we had some really difficult moments too, and my situation was very, uh, I felt very pressured. I felt like I was in a, I don't know, I just wanted to go home a lot too. I just missed my family. I missed my brother, my sister-in-law, my mom, my best friend, my cousins. I missed having a purpose, you know. My job is always, my job has led me to a, a purpose for myself. And I really appreciate that. There's times where I don't want to go to work and it sucks. And, 
you know, but, but I see now without it how much it really means to me. And that's another thing that I learned in my travels was a lot about what I need and what I don't need. A lot of the things I thought I needed, I never missed them while I was gone. I only had a backpack with some clothes in it, and I never missed uh, my things, you know. But I did miss my friends and family and my path. I couldn't see a path for myself in Brazil. I thought maybe I could make it work, but I couldn't. I couldn't see a way. So I came home, and I'm glad that I did because I feel much more stable now, sturdy. Um, I feel like I, I, I'm recalibrated, and I have a better chance and a better opportunity to work that relationship with Iris out if it's meant to be. So I'm ready to do that. Another thing I touched on at the end there is something, a decision that I made a few days ago um, to deactivate my personal Facebook and basically all of my personal social media accounts. I now only operate the podcast accounts on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but I did this for several reasons. For one... Facebook and social media has wreaked havoc in my life so many times. It's caused me so many personal problems that I'm just over it. It's just not worth it. Secondly, I feel like a lot of it is super hollow. A lot of it is super fake, falsified. And I'm tired of it, man. I've spent my life on Facebook. Dude, I started my Facebook page in like 2007 and I've never been off of it. And there's probably hasn't been a single day since 2007 that I haven't posted so I deactivated it because that's a beautiful archive of my life and I want to maintain that. But I am tired of having my face glued to a cell phone and missing life right in front of me. And I can tell you just in the few days that I've had my Facebook account deactivated, it's like a weight is lifted off my shoulders. It's so bizarre how much it weighs on you subconsciously without you even knowing it. And there are several other reasons for that. You know, I am a, I'm a, a creature of lust and I want to, I, I want my mind to be clean. I want to be able to be a good lover, to be a good partner. I don't want to be bogged down with every temptation of filth on the internet. And social media is a gateway to that for me. I'm not saying it is for everyone. These are my personal choices and opinions. But social media has not been good for my romantic relationships. It's damaged them. It's literally been involved in damaging them. It was involved in damaging mine and Edith's relationship. But it also has damaged my mind as a man. And it's caused me to... It's created an illusion in my mind of the opposite sex in many ways. It's caused me to objectify... Sorry, the refrigerator just kicked on. It's caused me to objectify. It's caused me to objectify myself. And it's just something I don't want to be a part of my life anymore. And I'm going to take a break. And I can tell you, it feels really, really good just to not have to fucking care. You know. Um, so I'm looking forward to this journey without social media and being on my phone less and being engaged in my life more. And... Learning to love a woman who lives in Brazil and hoping that we have a future together somehow. And it, all these things are big for me, you know, they're, they're scary, they're daunting, they're unsure, but I feel ready at this point to take these challenges on. 
and um, I'm looking forward to what the future holds. I'm feeling very hopeful. I'm feeling very grounded. Although I did say in my piece that I felt lost, I feel lost in a different way than... I don't feel personally lost. Like I know myself. I feel like I know myself now more clearly than I ever have. Because I've seen what I'm capable of now, I can I know what I what's my my own capabilities, not all of them, but I've pushed my limits on this trip a lot in many different ways. Uh the toad medicine pushed me, my relationship with Iris pushed me, just traveling alone pushed me, pushed me to be more extroverted, um, to be more confident, to trust myself. Um, and then, you know, even leaving Brazil, I knew that it, it was a very difficult decision, one of the hardest I've ever made. But I said, look, you have to trust yourself on this and you have to know that you're doing the right thing, even though it's hard to see and it may not make sense and it's painful. You need to trust that you're doing the right thing. And I did. And I think that I was right. Um, and so I still, I, I do feel some sense of loss here in America because I feel like I'm in a place that is, I don't know, that it doesn't align with me very well. I really enjoyed my life in Brazil. I really enjoyed traveling in South America. But I really enjoy life here in America with my friends and family. I can't, I will never escape from these people. I don't want to. I'm, I'm eternally bound to them, and I'm grateful for that, and I need them. I need them, um, and I need my purpose and my path and, and my truths, and I need the things that I enjoy in my life and the things I've worked hard for. I need those. I deserve those, um, and so I've decided to hang on to them, and I decided to come home, and here I am podcasting Psychedelicast from my brother's garage, and life is good, you know. I'm sad sometimes because I miss a woman who isn't here with me, and I know she misses me too, and and yes, that's difficult, but we're going to do whatever we can, and we're going to do our best to make it work. And I know this is a short one. I know you guys are missing your interview. I promise you next episode is going to be a dope interview with an interesting guest. Go back through our archives, listen to some old interviews. We got a lot of good stuff in there. Dave Hodges, our last one, was fantastic. Uh, thank you guys for letting me do this No Trip Sitter. I normally only do these for my Patreon members, but I, this one was especially important to me, and I thought it was worth sharing with the, with the greater audience that the podcast draws with the free segment. And I also just uh, logistically needed to drop an episode this week and I didn't have a guest due to the crazy winter storm Texas underwent last week. So keep Texas in your thoughts. You know, a lot of people are still hurting from that. People are struggling. People died. Um, it was a big mess. But um, with all that said, I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be back podcasting with you guys. And uh, the, the train keeps rolling, bro, in every aspect. You know, we, uh, I'm not going to give up on the podcast or my life or the girl that I love or anything. I don't give up. I just keep going. And uh, I'm doing that right now, and I feel good about it. And I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be back home. I miss the road. I miss my travels. I miss my friends. I miss my the girl that I love and the people that I met and the beautiful places that I saw. But I have them with me in my heart, and that's where they're going to stay. So with all that being said, why don't we do our quote 
We'll let you guys go with a medium-length no-trip sitter this week, and uh, we'll be back very shortly with a full-length interview, um, hopefully with Mr. Greg Lake, I believe, who is, uh, is an entheogenic church attorney. So let's do a quote. One final little side note before we go. If you guys like this episode, if you guys enjoy the more personal uh, anecdotes and things like that, you should really consider becoming a, a member of the Patreon page because there are probably, I don't know, six to eight no-trip sitters in there that are highly personal that dealt with a lot of the things I was going through during my travels, a lot of my experiences. There's some beautiful stuff in there. There's some heartbreaking stuff. There's some deep stuff. There's some profundity. Um, so if you like these episodes, I encourage you to join us at www.patreon.com slash psychedelicast for more stuff like this. Now, let's do our quote. I'm going to leave you guys with a very simple one from a very well-known book. Um, I think it's pretty poignant. It's very to the point. Um, but this will be from the Holy Bible, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another Psychedelicast episode. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for spending your time in, with us in the attempt to pry open the third eye. We'll see you next time. Take good care. <laughs>